Hello, and welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 38, and we will be covering Heidelberg Catechism, question answer 103, which is on the fourth commandments, the Sabbath. And real quick, if you guys have not yet listened to Monday's season three, Promises and Fulfillments, Introduction to Covenant Theology, episode number two, the covenant works in the New Te- or in the Old Testament, please do yourself a favor, listen to that episode. Remember, each one of these episodes in season three very much builds off of each other. So it's a great way to understand the faith and the covenants and how these relate to Christ in all of scripture. And Thursday's book club episode with Dr. Lyle Bierma of Calvin Theological Seminary on the font of pardon and new life published by Oxford University Press is on Calvin and his understanding of baptism. It's a great episode, a great book. Please do yourself a favor, pick up this book, listen to the episode and hope you guys learn a lot. So let's move on. Heidelberg Catechism, question and answer 103. Question, what does God require in the fourth commandments? Answer, in the first place, God wills that the ministry of the gospel and schools be maintained, and that I, especially on the day of rest, diligently attend church to learn the word of God, to use the holy sacraments, to call publicly upon the Lord, and to give Christian alms. In the second place, that all the days of my life, I rest from my evil works, allow the Lord to work in me by his Holy Spirit, and thus begin this life, the everlasting Sabbath. So the fourth commandment consists of two parts, a commandment and a reason for the commandments. The first part of this commandment is moral and perpetual. God designs that there should be at all times a public ministry of the church and that there should be assemblies of the faithful to which his doctrine may be preached. God accomplished it, accomplishes this in these five ways, that he may be publicly praised and worshipped in the world, that the piety and faith of the elects may be stirred up and confirmed by these public services that men may by this means mutually strengthen each other in the faith of the gospel and provoke one another to love and good works. The arguments in the doctrine of the church and the worship of God may be preserved and perpetuated and that the church may be visible in the world and be distinguished from the rest of mankind. The other part of the commandments is ceremonial and not perpetual, is evident from the fact that the Sabbath of the seventh day was, in the promulgation of the law, instituted of God for the observance of the Mosaic worship and given to the Jews as a sacrament or a type of the sanctification of the church by the Messiah. The reason of the commandments is contained in these words. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And when it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, 
why does God command such a careful Sabbath observance? And this is because a violation of the Sabbath is a violation of the whole worship of God. God, in exacting such a rigid and careful observance of the Sabbath, which was typical, would indicate thereby the greatness and necessity of the thing signified, which was the spiritual Sabbath. Because God will have the external Sabbath to contribute towards beginning and perfecting in us that rest which is spiritual. God so called that day which he set apart his own public worship because he himself rested on this day because the Sabbath is an image or type of the spiritual rest from sin, which the faithful shall enjoy in the life to come because we also ought this day to cease from all service or work that God may perform in us his works. And because our families and cattle ought also to rest. The moral and internal or spiritual Sabbath includes the study of the knowledge of God and his works with a careful shunning of sin and worshiping God by confession and obedience. The ceremonial or external Sabbath is a certain time set apart in the church for the preaching of the word and for the administration of the sacraments or for the public worship of God, during which time there is a suspension or abstinence from all other works. The Sabbath of the seventh day was appointed of God from the very beginning of the world to declare that men, after his example, should rest from their labors and especially from sin. The ultimate ends for which the Sabbath was instituted are chiefly these, the public worship of God in the church, the preservation of the ecclesiastical ministry, which is an office divinely instituted to give instruction to the church concerning God and his will out of the Holy Scriptures delivered by the prophets and apostles and to administer the sacraments according to divine appointments. That is might be in the Old Testament, a type signifying the spiritual and eternal Sabbath. That the circumstance of the seventh day might remind and admonish men of the creation of the world and of the duty of meditating upon the works which God made in six days. That works of charity, liberality, and kindness might especially be performed towards our neighbor on this day. For the sake of bodily rest, both to man and beast, that men, by their example, might provoke one another to piety and the worship of God, that the church might by this means be visible in the world and be distinguished from idolaters and blasphemers, so that those who are yet out of the church may know in to what communion they ought to attach themselves. So how is this Sabbath to be kept? The sanctification of the Sabbath consists in performing such holy works as God has commanded to be done on this day, which are rightly teaching and instructing the church concerning God and his will, to administer the sacraments according to divine appointments, diligently to learn the doctrine of the church, to use the sacraments according to divine appointments, 
a public calling upon God to which we unite our confession, thanksgiving, and prayer for the church. For God will not only be provoked privately, but publicly by the whole church for his glory and our comfort. Charity and liberality to the poor, which consists in giving alms and performing works of love to the needy, to sanctify the Sabbath in this way by showing our obedience to the doctrine of Christ. The honor of the ecclesiastical ministry, which enhances many particulars. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast covering Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 38. Again, we covered question answer 103, the Heidelberg Catechism, the fourth commandments on the Sabbath. Please make sure you guys tune in Monday for season three, episode three of Promises and Fulfillment, Introduction to Covenant Theology on the Covenant of Works in the New Testament with a special guest, Dr. Guy Waters of RTS Jackson, who wrote the chapter in this book. So you guys can hear it from his actual mouth, why he wrote what he wrote. And then pay attention to this Thursday book club with Dr. Gary Millar of Queensland Theological College in Australia, our first Australian interview, even though he's not Australian. With his new book through IVP Academic, Changed into His Likeness, dives deep into sanctification, personal transformation, biblically, theologically, and historically. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to Reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world. And how to best do that is rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and you, after you rate a review or instead of rate and review or doing everything all in once, retweeting us on Twitter, liking us on Twitter, liking us on Instagram, following us on both of those platforms, because that actually puts in front of people's physical face, this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing and, uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. Exactly. The yeah. And you guys can find that link on Anchor, our official Anchor website. If you just go on um, our social media links, it'll, it'll link you to that website. It's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes. If you're on this podcast, this specific episode, scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating. So we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap, pay for shipping, get nicer stuff, all for the focus of spreading the gospel further. Yep, all for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>